There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Hey, I'm back. Did you miss me? Um, if you're new here, you probably don't realize, but I've been gone from this microphone for uh, about a month or so. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I want to thank um, Mark Sutherland, Dr. Mike, and Coach Dave for filling in for me while I was away. We managed to get a show out for y'all every week. And um, so I guess I'm really not all that important. But uh, anyway, welcome back to WCN TV. Today is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. I just need to take care of a few things before we get rolling here. First off, the, the new print edition of Wisconsin Christian News comes out tomorrow. So if you are a print subscriber, watch your mailbox. It should be there any day now. And if you are have an online membership, the new issue is already posted there. If you don't have either one of those, I'd encourage you to do that today. And you can do it at our newspaper website, wisconsinchristiannews.com up in the upper right hand corner there it says subscribe now so subscribe now that's how it works anyway just so you know i wasn't loafing around while i was gone um it's been a crazy busy time here i did manage to get quite a few things checked off my list uh, projects that have piled up and uh, needed doing for some time but today we have a very special guest for you dr scott lively is with us today and I'm going to warn you now, our topic today is going to be pretty disturbing, and I dare say it's going to be eye-opening for many of us. Just a little background, Scott was once a homeless alcoholic and drug addict from the age of 12, but he was healed and delivered in a prayer of surrender to Christ in 1986. Since then, he's modeled the biblical worldview as a writer, speaker, attorney, pastor, human rights consultant, and missionary for more than 30 years and on five continents. His website is scottlively.net, where you can find a wealth of great information. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit here. Today, we're going to be talking about the apostate, um, well, the apostate church, apostasy in the church, and in particular, the rainbow church. We're going to bring Scott in here shortly. But before we do that, rather than me doing a long introduction and just kind of telling you what the situation is, I think you really need to see it for yourself. So we have a video here I want to share with you 
Um, we're only going to watch the first eight and a half minutes of this, but uh, we will have the link to it in the show description box after the show. So if you want to watch the entire thing, it's about 13 and a half minutes, and you can do that if you like. But let's do our, our video here, Jonathan. This is an introduction to today's topic, and I think you'll find it uh, very appropriate for what we're going to be speaking with uh, Scott about. Whenever you're at. This rebellion is no longer covert, but it has become overt. It also says women shouldn't be pastors. It says women should be silent in the church. Just wanted to point that out. Get out of here. I'm not the minister. Go on. This is the church pushing me. This is the church pushing me. I am. No, this is the church pushing me. I'm not the church. I'm just asking I'm simple questions. Church. I've not rose my voice once. You're, you're, and he's, he's assaulting me now. It is out there and it is in our faces. The last time that I was in Christianity was with my ex-girlfriend. We used to go to church every Sunday. And none of your pastors or priests said anything our about Our church loved us. Really, really inspired us. They are true Christians that realize we're all sinners and no sin is greater than the other. So They just don't follow the Bible. They do follow the Bible, and they follow the Bible how the fact that they are not there to judge. And unfortunately, it is being urged along by people within the church. I've come to the conclusion that Leviticus 18 is not talking about loving consensual same-sex relationships in the way that we're talking about in the modern world. Who are essentially arguing that love is always righteous. Love is always godly. Love is always appropriate because God loves everyone and God loves everything. Would you mind going ahead and praying with me now, Mother God, Creator God, loving God, holy God, take this your servant made from dust. Good morning, the holy and queer one be with you. Good morning and welcome to worship. My name is Caroline Camp. I use she, they pronouns. I am the communications coordinator for Duke Divinity Pride and I am ecstatic to see this worship space so full and so vibrant with color. God is gay. God is a lesbian. God is trans. God is gender non-binary. God is straight. God is cisgender. God is black, God is white, God is Middle Eastern, God is Asian, God is differently able mentally and physically, God is able-bodied. God is you, and you are God, because you are a reflection of God's divine image. Do either of you have any questions for Ms. Pentecost? I like your eyeshadow. Oh, thank you! <laughs> yeah, you like her eyeshadow, that's great, yeah. Yeah, maybe she'll let you borrow it. When you're older, like when you're this, allowed to wear makeup. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world. Uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world 
confines us sometimes that, that we're supposed to live differently. Her name is Britta Filter, and she is the queen of New York! Yeah! Pride isn't a place, it's a feeling of being proud. The pride flag represents being proud of who you are. We fly to show pride and support of our LGBTQ friends. Let's start with gay. Someone who's gay is attracted to people who are the same gender as them, like a man who's attracted to a man, or a lady who's attracted to a lady. Loving creator, holy one, and diva of the world. May your word shine upon us like glitter under the stage lights. May it pop like a death drop in a crowded, dingy basement. We confess that we have demanded too much from the earth. We confess to, to the sins of racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, ableism, fatphobia, American imperialism, and Christian supremacy. And right here, the Bible says, do not love. There are some loves that are out of bounds. There are some loves that are unacceptable. In other words, there are some loves that are not truly Something very disturbing is happening in supposed Christian churches, particularly in Western cultures. We just saw some clips of some of the worst blasphemy to ever occur in supposedly Christian churches. This kind of blasphemous support for the LGBTQ lifestyle has been embraced by some very large denominations, such as the Church of England. The Church of England is now woke, or however Fox News would want to talk about it. And this because the church is considering using gender-neutral terms for God, which as it turns out is actually more consistent with its long-held belief that God is neither male nor female. And some priests have already changed prayers to switch he to God or they, and have started the Lord's Prayer to our Father and Mother. Though this isn't even the biggest progressive step the Church of England has recently taken, because it just voted to allow blessings of same-sex couples. Though notably, the church isn't fully changing its position on gay marriage. They still can't marry in the church, they can just receive God's blessing after a civil marriage or partnership. And clergy members can opt out of using the prayers. But many still see this as a moment of hope for progress for the church's future. And the United Methodist Church, which has split and lost an enormous number of churches that decided to uphold what scripture teaches rather than embrace the depravity in the culture. Over 2,300 congregations have left the United Methodist Church since the last general conference, and the number is rising. In February 2019 was the UMC's yearly general conference, and a vote was taken on whether to keep certain words in their book of discipline, particularly this part. The practice of homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching. Therefore, self-avowed practicing homosexuals are not to be certified as candidates, ordained as ministers, or appointed to serve in the United Methodist Church. Different plans were made on how to deal with this wording and also how to deal with a potential breakup in the church, seeing that everyone knew that this would be a contentious issue. Something very interesting that happened recently was when the radically progressive Christian Brandon Robertson was stopped from preaching a pro-LGBTQ sermon by lightning and a power outage. Maybe the future of the church and of our world 
is truly in the hands of what Martin Luther King Jr. called the creatively maladjusted. Maybe minorities, sexual and gender minorities, have something to teach the church about dying to self, about new life, about... That is not a sign of God's judgment, okay? Did you catch the man who said, That was unnecessary, God? And Brandon replying with, That is not a sign of God's judgment. Well, whatever the exact meaning of the lightning and power outage, we know for certain that God will certainly judge Brandon for his heretical teachings unless he repents of his sin. We know that there is something very okay. wrong. That's, with that's, that's probably all we can stomach here today, Jonathan. Wow. So you see what I mean when I when I said I, I could have done an introduction, but you really had to see it to believe it. Um, so with that, let's welcome Dr. Scott Lively. Scott, thanks for joining us here on WCN-TV and being here today. God bless you, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on the program. Yeah, very disturbing uh, set of clips there. But uh, I don't think that's the worst that's going on. No, uh, the worst that's going on, we could not show. Yeah, so. it's uh, and this has been going on for a very long time. All of this uh, that you're, we've just seen on the screen is uh, the fruit of uh, gay theology, uh, which emerged in the 1950s, actually, and uh, to challenge uh, biblical orthodoxy with this idea that the scripture could be viewed uh, in a way that would uh, endorse, legitimize uh, homosexual and related perversions. And, uh, and of course, gay theology itself is a fruit of, the, of a deeper uh, problem in, uh, in the, the church, mostly of the West, that, uh, that goes to the abandonment of scripture in favor of uh, secular humanist influenced false doctrines in the place of scripture and we've been we've been dealing with that the really in in recent years it's really just exploded uh through the church and and we're fighting many many different ba battles but the worst of them is the lgbt agenda because it's so fundamental to what it to what the scripture teaches that if we're going to take this is my my book uh the, the Petros Prophecy. This is a, um, a book that I did. Uh, it's an analysis of Second Peter chapter 2, uh, uh, where the Apostle Peter um, warns of a last days and end times heresy uh, that, uh, that humanity would face. And I argue and explain why I believe that last days heresy is gay theology. And... Uh, and point by point, uh, th this is not, you know, I, I get pushback a lot of times when I talk about the, the Rainbow Church being the apostate church. And and what I get, even from some conservative Christians, is a, is a challenge on the definition of apostasy. Apostasy is the rejection of Christ, right? That's really the essence of apostasy. Now, at the end of Romans chapter one, there's a long list, a laundry list of behaviors following the, the 
the New Testament's strongest condemnation of the, of the scripture. That, um, there's there's this, this laundry list of of uh, of behaviors that that represent rebellion against Christian civilization, and rebellion against God. Um, those are sort of conduct that comes from an apostate culture. Um, but uh, but I get this the pushback on the idea that well, you know, we we may be against homosexuality, we may be against the rainbow churches, but that's not really apostate because apostasy is only about rejection of Christ. But but I respond this way: you cannot be saved by by uh, by putting your faith in a false Christ, and and the Jesus Christ of the leftist church that claims that Jesus came essentially to, to make up for the mistakes of God the Father uh, is not the Jesus of the Bible. The, the Jesus that, that endorses and condones what, what the Bible has condemned as an abomination is not the Jesus of the Bible. And so really, in, in, a, in a very true sense, um, every version of Jesus that denies the truth of Scripture is a separate false Christ, and which would even go to to uh, being in in one sense a fulfillment of the Scripture that says in the last days many false Christs would arise. Uh, anyone who's putting their faith in that false Christ is following a false Christ. There are many false Christs, and and the majority of them are within the walls of the rainbow churches. Different variations of the same flavor of apostasy and it is true apostasy because to, to to give credence to a false christ is to deny the true christ that is uh that that is apostasy uh by its very definition and so that's what we're up against the the, the rainbow flag whenever it goes up over a church is a sign of conquest it's a sign of a demonic conquest of that congregation that is saying that they have abandoned the, the an essential truth of the scripture in favor of a secular humanist alternative that was designed specifically to undermine the authority of the Bible and the under underline undermine the authority of Orthodox Christianity. When I mean Orthodox, I'm not talking about the Orthodox denomination. I'm talking about those who uh, the Orthodox Christianity being holding the biblical worldview as it's presented between the pages between the covers of the of the bible so anyway yeah, absolutely right. yeah. most recently so um let me just give you the short list and this is the short list of entire denominations that are now embracing the lgbtq plus movement uh united church of christ the episcopal church the alliance of baptists the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, the American National Catholic Church, the Ecumenical Catholic Church, the Old Catholic Church, the Evangelical Lutheran Churches of America, the United Methodist Church, Presbyterian Church USA, the Reformed Church in America, the Friends General Conference, which is Quakers, and even some Mennonite churches. So, is it any wonder that Wisconsin Christian News is not welcome in 99% of our churches today? Scott, how did we get here? Well, we got here through the systematic uh, encroachment of false doctrine within the congregations of the world. Uh, it's the abandonment of biblical inerrancy, first of all. You know, if you, if you abandon the idea that 
that the Bible is the is the absolute truth, the word of God and the guide to all aspects of our life. The answer to every question you could want to ask is is either directly answered in the pages of the scripture or derived from the biblical logic and principles of the scripture. Once you abandon that and you begin accepting alternative perspectives, right? It's the original sin. You know, did God really say, right? What did God yeah. really say? Well, we've we've got that. We we know what God really said because it's with it's between the, the covers of the book. And uh and well, as, you know that guy that that uh, was twisting scripture beyond belief, you know, about being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Uh, yeah, really, truly. <laughs> honestly, how how do they how do they get away how do they get away with it? Yeah, really. It, really that's it's blaspheming the holy spirit to to some of the see i have been fighting this from the very beginning i got saved and healed in 1986 uh and uh and very soon after my surrender to christ he gave me a mission of fighting the culture war first fighting abortion and then when i i was up to my neck in the in the culture war um he, he turned my attention to the LGBT agenda. And I don't use the Q. Q stands for questioning. It also stands for queer, but, it, but, the, it, but uh, officially it stands for questioning. We should not be including people who are questioning whether or not they might have a homosexual orientation, quote unquote. Uh, we should not ele- uh, uh, grant that they should be part of the coalition of the, of the sexual deviants, right? So I, I, comp- I never use the Q. It's LGBT. Uh, that those are the four corners of of the uh, uh, of the of the agenda and the community. Uh, but uh, but I, well, anyway, I do I do think we need to add the P on there. Well, the P is implicit in the T. Actually, the P is implicit in the T. Uh, transgenderism. See, I'm getting off the track again, but there's so many important things to be able to bring out about this. What the left has been doing and the LGBT uh, community has been doing really as the point of the spear is um, working to uh, to disintegrate uh, and to to, uh, to destroy Judeo-Christian civilization. If you think of Judeo-Christian civilization as a tree, and I deliberately use the term, add the term Judeo in that because of the Old Testament and the New Testament, we stand on both of those foundations uh, that uh, that that. Uh, uh, the, the civilization if represented as a tree, what the left has been doing is killing the tree from the tips of the branches to the roots. And it's been a sort of a, a systematic um, death uh, agenda that, that, is, that, is, that is moved from the tips to the, to the root. We're toward the end of that process. The tips of the branches represented sort of the refinements of civilization. And then things, you know, like, the, you know, grounded in the primacy of the of the natural family things like that the last few stages of the of the killing of the tree go to the most fundamental steps of the created order right the attack on marriage the idea that that men and women created in the image of god genesis 127 uh, and and 224 uh, that cleave together in in marriage um, that 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 the, the attack on marriage is one of the very last steps of the dismantling. But transgenderism goes one step deeper than that, denying the binary heterosexual reality of, of the male-female complementary design of God. And that the one flesh paradigm 
that we have as male and, and female designed to fit together to become one flesh. That's what transgenderism is, is working to destroy. And there's, this, there's a hidden T behind transgenderism in the LGBT anal, uh, 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 acronym, and that is transhumanism, because transgenderism is the pathway to transhumanism, and pedophilia is implicit in, the, the, in that step, because the how are they selling transgenderism? They're selling transgenderism around the idea of self-determination by children. The children have the right of self-determination to declare whether or not they are male or female gender, and then everyone must go along with their um, emotionally manipulated self-declaration, uh, or or we're committing some kind of, of grievous hate crime. Well, that's the that is the language of the pedophiles, right? That's they're talking about the right of children to choose their sexual partners is children's rights. The flip side of that is pedophilia. That's the that's the heart of the the North American Man Boy Love Association, the NAMBLA. That uh, the idea that children should be able to choose adults as their partners, and here all these adults are waiting for that to happen. That's that's sexual self determination. It's a core of the of the Treaty on the Rights of the Child, uh, which has been around for a very long time. I don't think the U.S. has signed that, uh, but uh, but most of the world has. And and anyway, that is on the path. That's on the path to transhumanism, which is the destruction of the most fundamental of the biblical steps, which was the separation of the created um, created en entities into into animals and people. Right. That because trans transhumanism is the blending of humans and animals through genetics with the addition of artificial intelligence and robotics to create something new where human beings are creating a new alternative, better version of ourselves where we replace God. Secular humanism is, 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 is a religion. It's the ultimate satanic religion in which we set ourselves up as gods and then through transhumanism, we create our own creation to replace us, a better version of ourselves. Trans, transgenderism is the setup for that. It's the, it's the shoot, that, that the slippery slope that takes the young people of today and, and leads them right directly into being guinea pigs in the, in the, in the transhumanist generation. And with all these, all, all, you think this stuff that we saw on the screen there is insane. You wait to see what's coming. And all of this represents the increasing insanity that comes from abandoning the truth of God's natural order and replacing it with a love of created things, including the things we create with our own hands. That's what's going on. And gay theology is a gigantic part of that because it's neutralizing the church. It's taking the church and shifting the focus of, of, of the church away from the absolute standards of the Bible to the subjective standards of secular humanism, and where which is which is presented as somehow superior to the to to the wisdom of God because it doesn't include things like the genocide of the of the Canaanites and all these hard to understand scriptures, and and uh, and this is the mess we're in. But we're by no means at the bottom of this pit. And and uh, and and the LGBT agenda is at the very center of it. It is the 
most important constituency of the progressive coalition. It's it's always been. And uh, anyway, I'll stop for a minute and see if you have any other questions. Yeah, no, they, they are definitely after our children. And um, um, we're going to take a break here in just a minute. Uh, if Jonathan has our commercial break ready. But uh, when we come back, if anyone in our studio audience has any questions or comments, um, just raise your hand there on the screen and, and we'll get you in as soon as we can. But uh, yeah, Scott, this is, uh, it, it's, it's unbelievable um, yeah. the way they're twisting scripture now. And now they're talking about AI rewriting a new version of the Bible. I can't imagine what that's going to look like. The, the Queen James Bible beat them to it. Uh, well, I mean, that, that I, I have a feeling that's going to be um, um, child's play compared to what's coming. I, so. I agree, because the more sophisticated the sophistry is, the more people are going to fall for it. The yeah. stuff that's blatant. That's why one of the reasons why I, why I say that the that secular humanism is the satanic religion of the last days is that, you know, the, the ancient demonic religions, uh, were, were crude and obvious, right? You couldn't miss them. But today, um, the secular humanism is the religion that is, that is held in common by all the different variations of our enemies, all the different uh, uh, components and constituencies and, and, and organizations and entities that are arrayed against Judeo-Christian civilization. They all hold that in common even if they happen to sit in a church or a synagogue or a mosque or something else or a temple of some kind, that's the one thing. It's, that is the de facto ideology and theology that they operate by, even if they pay lip service to something else. And, uh, and, and that's really what we're facing is, that, is, is the abandonment of biblical truth in favor of a human-created alternative. And that's that's apostasy. When when that when that human created alternative is a false Jesus, that's apostasy. When it's when it when it is a false uh, doctrine or a, for, a false teaching or interpretation of scripture scripture, that's blasphemy or even worse, heresy. If it's a if it's heresy, if it's a big enough uh, uh, project, you know, it's a, if it's a, if it's a big enough body of of people and institutions pushing it, really, it's it's a heresy. Yeah, and yeah, and they're yeah. they're working to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So even the elect, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here. It's very quick, so folks, get your questions and things ready, and we'll be right back. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, MySlippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. 
Okay, we're back on WCN-TV, and we have Dr. Scott Lively with us as our guest today. We're going to go to our studio audience, and Betty has a, a question or comment. Uh, yes, and I welcome. It's nice to see you, Scott, again. Uh, you're right. Our world is getting crazy because I was going to a Methodist church, and there was a pastor there, a woman pastor, wow. and she ended up divorcing her husband to date a woman. And the church accepted it, and I was out of there. And also, I have a cousin that married a guy whose son had a boy and a girl, and the little girl was two years old, and she decided she didn't want to be a boy, so they, or a girl, so they changed her into a boy. And I really got in an argument with her because the girl's not even out of diapers. How can she make that decision? It's pretty sad, pretty evil. Two yeah. years old, two years old. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, when, when uh, you know, those of us uh, having this conversation here are old enough to remember when society was normal, when, when normalcy was the consensus of Americans. And, you know, there were some few people that we tolerated living in, in subcultures on the fringes of our society that might have done some of these strange things. Um, but, the, but the thought that we would ever come to a time when this would be normalized where, where the government would endorse and promote and fund it uh, and where the church itself would collapse into insanity and embrace it as if it's something that god could ever endorse in, in a million years god is never going to endorse any of these things that are being promoted by the people who are dancing around on those stages right this is and, and this is serious stuff that that there, there may be. I mean, you can, you can, you can kind of see in in the in the attitudes of some of the people in there that they really believe that they're Christians, and they really really believe that Christianity accommodates the lunacy that they're espousing. So it's it's not quite the same as the wicked who who openly defy God and 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 you know are. are you know, gnashing their teeth at him, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that will come. I mean, if push comes to shove, I'm sorry, I'm swatting mosquitoes here. I'm I'm here in Barnyard <laughs> Studios. We had a tree fall down on our building and to cut off the power. Uh, I've got uh, the, the doors open for the, to have just some light in here and the mosquitoes have come in and <laughs> it's great. And, and it's sort of like, I, I'm swatting the mosquitoes like I'm having to swat the demonic uh, attack <laughs> from every direction. Uh, so anyway, it's a, it's well, good. Scott, I think you know the you're 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 absolutely right. I think the um, a lot of the people that are caught up in this mess um, are victims. the The leadership absolutely knows what they're doing, but their minions do not, and uh, they're the ones who are who are the victims. And sadly, unfortunately, it's it's more and more it's these little kids. Um, being mutilated, you know, for life. Yeah. But uh, Harry has a has a comment or question a comment for us. Question for Harry's us. Harry. Back in the middle of the late nineties, we traveled quite a bit, mm -hmm. and the Rainbow People, the Rainbow Coalition, was very live, active. Uh, we we had stopped at an orphanage to visit in an orphanage in Mississippi. 
And they were promoting the rainbow people. They were lovely, wonderful, wonderful people. But look what they've grown into. Yeah. Yeah. All along, it was, Long, it's, it was always it's, been a problem because it's a, I mean, we're, we're talking about, um, we're talking about heresy. Really, it is heresy. It's a, it, what they've done, gay theology is a, is a comprehensive alternative to, to the scripture on everything related to, uh, to sexuality. Uh, well, sexuality associated in any way with homosexuality or similar deviances. But here, to, just to make it crystal clear, and a lot of, of our audience here that's listening is going to be familiar with this, but let's just put it right out there. In, uh, in the, the Old Testament, um, boils it down to one scripture. It's repeated all through the Old Testament. It boils down to one scripture in Leviticus 18, verse 22, a man shall not lie with a man as with a woman. It is an abomination, abomination, tueva, the harshest term of condemnation in the Hebrew language. And it's presented, see, that Leviticus 18 is a list of the sins. God's explaining to the Hebrews what justified his command to exterminate the Canaanites. God is, is saying, this is why I'm, I'm, this, I'm having you do this. And it's a it's a it's a list of of extreme sexual sins, and beginning with various forms of incest, and then in 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 verse uh, twenty two, it introduces the word tueva for the first time in this list when it talks about homosexuality, and then the next scripture after that, verse twenty three, is bestiality. It's it's sex with an animal, and these are the most extreme forms of perversion that human beings can involve themselves in. And it's a capital offense to God, right? It's a death sentence in God's um, uh, economy, in, in God's jurisprudence. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian attorney uh, in, a, in addition to being a pastor and a missionary. And, uh, and I've studied biblical law. And I can tell you that, uh, that in, in terms of coming in the presence of God, all sins are equal. You know, to, to gossip one time is the equivalent to murdering a thousand people with your bare hands uh, because all sin prevents you from coming into the presence of God. But between human beings and, and under the Mosaic law, there's a whole range of, of, uh, of sins that are measured by how, how much they deviate from the standard that God has established. And when it comes to sexuality, there is a, there's a spectrum of, of, of sins that are treated differently. In fact, the Mosaic Code itself accommodates divorce and concubinage and a couple of other forms of, 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 of heterosexual conduct that's outside the one flesh paradigm that he establishes in Genesis. But he accommodated in the law, and we, we know why when he talks about divorce, saying that because of the hardness of your hearts, right? But, and so those things are, will, will harm you if you do them but they don't fall under the, the, the category of capital crimes. The further you get away from the one flesh paradigm, the harsher God's response is to every single thing as you go along. And the furthest down that list, the last two things on the list, it can't get any worse than that, is homosexuality and bestiality. In fact, those two things make up the, the common law for sodomy. Sodomy modernly is treated as as acts of, of sexual acts 
anal or oral sex usually in statutory law. But classically and under the common law, sodomy is has two forms. It's not about the, the acts. It's about the relationships, the, a, a sexual relationship between two people of the same gender or sex with an animal. And uh, the founding fathers were very familiar with this. And Thomas Jefferson himself wrote a treatise on the law, a restatement of the law, in which he said of those two components, those two aspects of sodomy, the, the worst is homosexuality because it because bestiality doesn't spread and homosexuality does spread as we're seeing in the elite universities now where 40 percent of one university uh, the students are declaring that they're lgbt right so anyway that's the old testament standard written in black letter biblical law a stark reality there is no fudging that you know if you're gonna if you're going to to argue with that scripture you've got to jump through all kinds of crazy intellectual rationalizations to get there. And, and a lot of times the, the left will say, well, well, that's the Old Testament and that was done away with. No, it wasn't done away with. Jesus said not one thing, especially the moral law was never done away with. And uh, but but it's a false argument anyway, because the New Testament re reaffirms that very truth in Romans chapter one. Uh, uh, 18 through 24 is the centerpiece basically saying that that uh, that that they committed uh, the the same abomination uh, men with men doing what is against God and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which is appropriate right and likewise the women committing what is against nature etc cetera, etc cetera, right so the Old Testament and the New Testament are crystal clear in the Bible in the Bible's perspective of these things and 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 the, and that perspective is reaffirmed consistently from Genesis to Revelation, and that's what I did in the Petros prophecy. Is I, I I all of the of the major references to homosexuality in the Scripture from Genesis to Revelation are all incorporated in the um, uh, the analysis that's in that's in the Petros prophecy. That's a, it's for free. Go to scottlively.net, hover over the button bar. Uh, uh, of Scott Lively books, and you can read the Petros Prophets for yourself. Plus, I have an audio version of the whole book, where I've read the whole book to to uh, uh, to the audio file. Every Christian should should read this book. Every Christian should have a solid grounding in the biblical defense of the of the pro family uh, position that that we hold socially and politically. Uh, it's 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 grounded in the Bible. It's grounded in common sense too, but there is no more common sense. That's given way to to insanity. Yeah, you 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 got that right, uh, Jr. Uh, come on into the program. Thanks, brothers. I totally agree with you as Christians. But how do you take this message into the marketplace, Scott? Marketplace of ideas. <clears throat> How do, you, how do you take it there? What's the message there? You get the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. So you start quoting Bible verses to them and your conversation's over. Yeah, that's, you know, I had a, I, I had that challenge uh, way back in the day. Uh, I was the um, I was the state director for the American Family Association for California. And I was friends with the head of uh, Eagle Forum based in Santa Rosa, California. 
And uh, Santa Rosa High School was going to be expanding their diversity day. Diversity, of course, is just a uh, just means hom the homosexual agenda, LGBT agenda. Everybody knows that now, but they didn't know it then. But Santa Rosa High School was going to expand it from diversity day to diversity week. So Orlean Curla set up uh, under California law. The parents could go into the classroom. And I got invited up there for this big week long protest uh, by the, the community. And they had organized a um, an event for me to speak to the community in one of those evenings. And uh, and when I, I walked into that room, like so many other times before, the, the left had taken over the room. All the seats were filled with, you know, purple hair freaks. Right. And and uh, and people that were there to jeer and boo and hiss. And I walked in there and I've done this so many times and I just said, Lord, I don't want to have to I don't want to go through this again. What can I say to these people? And then, boom, instantly, I just had this sudden inspiration to, to reach them on the level of 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 of, of um, the natural law. Right. And the natural law, the left holds the natural law in the environmentalist movement. Right. And so I got up in front of the crowd and I just said, you know, look, um, we do have some things in common. Right. And I think probably everybody in this room it believes in environmentalism, right? That uh, oh that well I do too, and I just want to point out, you know, that that environmentalism is about the natural law, right? That what we're what what what, you, what you're saying uh, is that you know if you cut down half the trees in the rainforest, bad things are going to happen because things there's a certain order of the way things are supposed to be, and the same thing if you pour poison in the tide pools. Bad things are going to happen because you're messing with the order, you know, really the, the natural order. And uh, and I'm just asking you to open your minds a little bit and recognize that humanity has its own ecosystem called the natural family. Right. And if you take away the mom or the dad from the family, that it's like cutting down half the trees in the rainforest. Bad things are going to happen. And isn't that exactly what's happened in our society? And I tell you, there's this one guy in particular that was he was like in the third row and he's like, wow, you know, he's just like a light bulb went on. And I could see the whole room was affected by that. They'd never heard that before. So there is a bridge. There is a bridge uh, to the to the, the, the world, but like the nutty, crunchy crowd of the of the progressives. And as a matter of fact, I ran for governor twice of Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, the, the first time basically just to break out of the, the Saul Alinsky box that they had me locked into. And uh, I'll explain that someday <laughs> if we ever had the time. But uh, but it, part of that um, uh, was to have a platform just to speak biblical truth. And the last day of the campaign, I was never going to win anything. But last day of the campaign, I went to Northampton, Massachusetts. Northampton is the lesbian capital of the world. The home of Smith College, where, where one of my former board members got uh, got run, run out on a rail. They broke the the lesbians broke the windows, shut down his talk. Uh, he was there to talk about his book, The Born Gay Hoax. And anyway, I went to Northampton the last day of the campaign using this same theme that there's a bridge, right? About the that the, the natural life is the bridge to the nutty, crunchy crowd of the progressives, and that. We should all be concerned about natural foods, natural medicines, natural and natural families, right? Made a, a, a poster and all that. Well, the Rainbow Green Party in Massachusetts had a headquarters there in Northampton. 
And I had such a success on the streets there. I didn't get any any pushback at all, even though I was Scott Lively, the pariah of the state. Um, and so I sent a copy of my flyer to the Rainbow Green Party that late that afternoon. And I got and then I followed up with a phone call. And the guy that was there, one of the leaders of the group, answered the phone. He says, this is great. I'm gonna, we're going to send this out to all of our members. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and of course, I thought, wow. And, uh, and and then well, I followed up the next day. And, of course, as soon as some of the other staff members came back in and realized the political implications, they put the kibosh to that. It didn't happen. But anyway, to your question, how do we deal with this in the marketplace? Basic common sense, the natural law reality. Right. Everybody understands that that moms and dads are important. And when the left goes so far into left field. Into, into, into craziness that they're changing the names. You can't say mom or dad anymore. That's when average people, everybody that's kind of been sitting back and just, you know, live and let live, minding your own business and watching everything happen like a, like a freak show. That's when they, that's what the anti-groomer movement is right now, right? You're familiar with that anti-groomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, it's, it's a powerful wing of the MAGA movement right now. It's made up of, Bible-believing Christians and and conservative populists uh, who have who have gotten fed up with that that they've gone so far. They were willing to go along with all kinds of things, even including gay marriage, right? Because that was supposedly between two consenting adults, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And many of these very same people that are anti-groomers are willing to sort of give a pass to gay marriage, but once they started um, getting going past that. And openly uh, trying to, to reprogram the children's minds to embrace the entire agenda. That's when they finally rose up. So that's the other way to reach them: is uh, join the anti-groomer movement and uh, and help to to bring some of the materials that there's a there's some great material that uh, in in the sense of exposing what the the LGBT agenda is all about. Uh, things like the article, the overhauling of straight America, right? Everybody should read that. It's the blueprint for how they did everything they've done uh, since since the since the late 1980s. That was a 1987 article in Guide magazine. You can go to scottlively.net and just even just type in the word overhauling, and it'll pull up the uh, it'll pull up articles that contain that. And I and I think I I, I even have uh, considerable excerpts from that. Um, uh, on, on the website there's there there's an essay in fact I, I, just before the show i was look, looking on my bookshelf this is a book called the shadow in the land i don't know if you, if you can see that this was written by congressman bill dannemeyer who was one of the very early pro-family heroes um he he, he was standing up in the in the, the 1980s he was standing up against the homosexual agenda he wrote this book and in i think it was in 1987 also he he put this outrageous uh, article titled um, "The Gay Revolutionary." It, it begins with the sentence, "We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity," and it gets worse from there. And and it's a it's essentially it's presented as if it's some kind of satire about how the oppressor dreams of becoming or the oppressed dreams of becoming the oppressor. And there's a sort of like uh, introductory line that that kind of writes it off as satire, but it's not. And and Dannemeyer read it into the congressional record. 
every single person should read that. And then there's the 1972 gay rights agenda, right? After the Stonewall riots in 1968, June 28, 1969, the Stonewall riots occurred. The, the, the LGBT movement changed it from being from having its focus on pursuing, quote unquote, the right to privacy, you know, the right to be left alone, tolerance. Uh, and they went full militant and began pushing for total gay supremacy, gay cultural supremacy over Christianity. That began June 20th. That's that's gay pride day. That's what gay pride, the, the anniversary of the Stonewall riot of 1969. Well, they they began organizing for, with, with this goal of they were going to take over American culture and society. And uh, and and and. Uh, they, in, in 1972, 200 LGBT organizations met in Chicago, Illinois, and they came out with a 1972 gay rights platform, which was a set of demands to the federal government and then a se second set of demands to the state governments. And it lays out all the things that they were demanding and that they were pushing for that represent in, in the final analysis the uh, gay cultural supremacy. The only two things that, is, that have not been completed is item number seven in list two to the states, the repeal of all laws governing age of sexual consent, right? There's your pedophile agenda right there. You remove the laws governing age of sexual consent. There's no crime between a child of, of eight years old having sex with a 40-year-old man, right? And uh, there's, one other, there's one other thing that's not completed, but you can find that. You can type in. 1972 gay rights platform right now on your computer and you can still find that in a few places every christian should read that so that to understand where this agenda comes from and and well really they got everything done they've moved beyond now they're at the tail end they beat us on gay marriage with obergefell v hodges in in, in 2015 right uh and and they moved on to the transgender battle which is like i said it's the gateway into transhumanism, which they're which is rising in parallel to transgenderism anyway. So that's why things are so crazy. The demons have been unleashed. They know their time is short. You now they're they they're they're not holding back anymore. And the second Thessalonians chapter two, the the the, the lawlessness, the period of lawlessness that accompanies the unveiling of the, the man of perdition is that's that's what's that's what this is. This is lawlessness. When you see what, what those people were saying on that stage in the video clip at the beginning of this show, that's lawlessness. That's absolute rebellion against the law of God. Blatant, outrageous blasphemy and heresy that's lawless in the, within the biblical law. So that's where we are. And I don't know that it's recoverable. It's possible. God could bring about a, a last day's revival. We could We could have a period of respite. But I don't think so. I think we've I think we've reached the place where, you know, uh, where it's time to get as many people into the lifeboat as we can. Right. We still fight the battles because Jesus told us to. Right. Occupy until I come. Right. You know, you, 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 you have to be salt and light always, always, because our job is to hold back the corruption, even when the corruption is taking over everything around us. We still have that the same job. We never lose that, uh, th that responsibility. So that's I what think, I think. Uh, 
I think JR has a follow-up question. And uh, for those who don't know, JR is uh, heads up the uh, Natural Family Foundation. Oh, okay. Which, I didn't know which that. you can find at naturalfamilystrong.com. So JR, uh, did you have something else? Well, I don't know how much time, time you have. Um, and it, it was a follow-up question. Yes, the answer to the question is natural law, using that because it's it's evident. We see it every day. That the tricky part is how do we get Christians comfortable in using natural law when they're talking out there to people in the in the, the marketplace of ideas who once you do mention the Bible, shut you down. But if you start talking about natural law, you start talking about their families, you talk about the things they see, which the Bible records, by the way. But the yeah. question is, how do you get our side, our brothers and sisters, to use that instrument? Well, Actually, I, have, are, JR, I have found that Christians are the hardest people in the world to motivate to do just about anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a lot of them. That's true. I, I, um, I, I went to Kyrgyzstan a few years ago, 2017, at the invitation of I thought was a Russian Orthodox Christian. When I got there, I found out it was a, it was a Muslim, a pro-Christian Muslim. And that country, Kyrgyzstan, is a, is a majority Muslim country. And they were they were changing, trying to change their constitution to protect marriage between a man and a woman. The Muslims were doing that. And and uh, so I was there. I was enlisted to assist with that. I gave a seminar. I gave a press conference. And and it was, you know, it got it's, it's a small country and having an American come in with with the kind of credentials that I have. It was a big deal. And uh, and we won. We won. We we protected marriage in the Constitution. But on the way there. Uh, the, the, the event that I did just before going to Kyrgyzstan was to meet in Maine uh, with some some great allies, including uh, Dr. Kishore. Uh, some people might know Dr. Kishore from Massachusetts, the Massachusetts Miracle, the medical doctor who had a non-opioid remedy for opioid uh, addictions, heroin addiction, etc. Anyway, we worked through and laid out a essentially a seven point um, uh set of principles called the natural life declaration so we fleshed it all out and uh and then when i went to, but and, and i went to kyrgyzstan with that in my mind and in my computers that as the project i was working on at the time and and i got this this muslim guy who's the head of a pro-family a, a pro-christian pro-family organization and together we formed a partnership and launched what we called the natural life movement based upon that set of seven natural life principles. And I have yet to find anyone who disagrees with it from any religious background, right? Because it's so basic. So there it is right there. Uh, you go to scottlively.net and you and you look the natural life movement, that the declaration is right there. It's simple and straightforward. It's the, that it actually was an outgrowth of what I had had in my flyer in Northampton which in turn was an outgrowth of what the Holy Spirit gave me when I went and spoke at Santa Rosa High School. And, uh, and, and, and so there it is. Take it and use it in any way that you can. And uh, we should be building, especially if we want to blunt the condemnation or the resistance to our biblical um, uh, agenda, um, we, don't, we, we don't abandon our faith we don't we don't deny what we're about but when we form coalition with 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 like-minded people from other cultures and religions it takes that away and says 
Well, you might not want to hear the scriptures I'm going to cite in support of these seven principles, um, but you you know you don't have you just have to recognize that the whole world knows that this is true, and if we if we took these seven principles here, and if we establish public policy on this, especially regarding sexuality and the natural family, ninety percent of the so of the problems that we have between left and right would be gone. They'd just be gone, and then we'd be fighting over ten or twenty percent of of social policy and other things but the see the elites the very people that are driving this agenda from the top they keep us polarized they're the ones it's their manipulations of the society that have brought us to the place where people are not willing to hear a bible scripture from us without flinching or calling us names or running away that's not natural it's not natural for a person to 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 react that way to someone who's just offering a religious opinion right we don't do that to anybody else, right? But that's, you know, this this is orchestrated. So the way that we neutralize that sort of anti-Christian uh, sort of mentality is we create unity with the rest of the world who shares those basic beliefs and take the religion out of it to the extent that that this policy ought to be adopted regardless of our religion. Well, Scott, we ran out of time about a minute ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, had, I had more questions for you and more things I wanted to say, but um, I will advise if you uh, if you want to hear a little bit more on this topic, um, uh, to, for those who listen to my radio commentaries every week, uh, listen to next Tuesday uh, and next Saturday, and I get into things in more detail. But Scott, thank you for being here. You can find all of his resources. I also wanted to ask more about First Century Bible Church. What are the Swamp Rangers and what is the Revolutionary Remnant Regiment? But uh, you're going to have to find that out for yourself when you go to scottlively.net. So that's it for today. Um, I'll be back with you next week, same time. And my guest will be Doug Hagman from the Hagman Report. We'll see you then. God bless.